I've been wanting to get to this movie for like five years. Even though we've only been around since 2018. Mm-hmm. Five years. Oh. I thought you were implying you were born in 2018. And mm-hmm. I was like, no. 2019, maybe? Are you guys early? <laughs> um, but yeah, you, you've all seen this before, right? Yeah. Atlantis, the lost empire. Um, yeah, this and like other early 2000s, late 90s Disney films are, you know, the bread and butter of my childhood. So. Yeah. Um, one thing I thought was like cool just when I was watching it, especially because it was early 2000s, was like the the diversity they in, tried to include within yeah. it. Yeah. Like that was because th- they did pretty well for like an early 2000s movie especially because like the whole like having more characters that are people of color have been like only like more recently been like super like guys for animated films right yeah Yeah. i mean like disney princesses have 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 always been white and yeah you know and then the one the one disney princess who's black she's literally a frog for the entirety of the movie yeah like 90 percent of the movie she is a like a toad yeah mm. and the only hispanic princess is a tv series that's not super popular and only aimed at children yeah no but this like even the voice cast because sometimes the characters are you know, culturally yeah. diverse, but the cast is mostly white. But the actual voice voices of the characters are. Does someone have me on speaker? Thank you. Oh no, you do, Brooke. It's Chase too. <laughs> the whole not anymore. House has me on speaker. <laughs> you guys okay? gamer headsets coming out i stole it from michael awesome chase i'm sorry i can turn myself down or you can turn yourself down (laughs) i'm not too sure i'll back away from the mic maybe i literally i lost my earbuds i haven't been able to find them um like i have the box i have the case to them but i like what yeah oh god i like so i thought they were in the case i went to lab hours for jewelry i Mm. opened the case not there so i assumed oh maybe i left them on the kitchen table i got home Mm -hmm. Mm -mm. no not on my nightstand either or on my desk i don't know where the fuck my earbuds are (laughs) brooke you raise your hand I would just like to say, uh, I have an extra pair of old headphones if you'd like to use them. I'm using Maya's second pair. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Um, but yeah, going back to the cast, they, you know, it's a whole slew of 
um, really cool people. I mean, Michael J. Fox, we were talking about him last time. Um, I haven't seen a lot of these people pop up again, but I mean, their voices have stuck with me this long. So hopefully they got some credit elsewhere. Jim Varney, I mean, he's been around in Disney forever. He has like 15 movie specials. So he's a crazy dude. Um, Did you notice in the cast how they had a bunch of people who were just unnamed just in the cast list on Google? Unnamed, like in, like pairing towards a, a character? Yeah. Yeah. They're probably extras. You know, it was like guy one, soldier two. It's probably that. And it's like hard to match up. Well, they had Walt Disney. <laughs> yeah, that was interesting. <laughs> okay, Google Google is broken then. They have James Gardner, who is, you know, classic cowboy. Um, mm-hmm. Love him. But, yeah. You always like to villainize the military, right? Yeah, I mean, does anyone want to say anything about the animation, the CGI, the crazy lobster man that looks, you know, pretty cool? Brooke had some uh, good points on the art, the art they used in Atlantis. Yeah, it's probably, you know, Greco-Roman in nature. There's a lot of Greco-Roman elements to it, but it seemed like it was drawing mostly from like... um, like Eastern Mediterranean stuff, because once you get like past Greece and it's more like the Israel area, there's a lot of um, Asian influences because um, it's a it's a really interesting art style because it mixes with the Greco-Roman stuff because the empire stretched that far, and like Alexander the Great's Macedonian Empire stretched to Pakistan, I think. Whoa. But um, the Silk Road went as far as Kandara or close to like Israel in that area so because of all of these like great empires having a lot of influence there's a lot of interesting like intercultural mixture and it seemed more heavily influenced by like those two things but it also seemed like they drew a lot of things from like the Aztec empire and based on like their clothes specifically it seemed like they were emphasizing like these bitches old and like did not make it very far before getting trapped and stuff because the clothes were just completely like fictional in my opinion yeah but otherwise it was really interesting to look at with a lot of different influences which i like to see in fictional characters when it's not just like they're basically hawaiian or something like that yeah kind of like in um what's what's that one um with the two gay men, um, the blondie and the and Rotel Dorado. Thank you. Yeah, I was thinking about that one too because I felt like Helga had a lot of similar character design as to I think her name is Chels. Yeah. Film, but less rounded. I guess so, and it's like, I mean, you see those a lot in Disney too. It's just like if they're not strong, independent Mulan. They're like very sexy princess. And I don't know. They're so strong and independent and they have some good writing. Um, 
but they still have to put those like sexual emphasis on them because Helga literally half the time didn't have one of her sleeves on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and like the slit went really high up on the dress that she like entered the film in, and like yeah, the whole the whole scene where she comes into the film is very like sexualized with like the music playing and the like the darkness of the setting to where it's like the whole allure of like oh it's covered but it's a little bit revealed type of thing and that I feel like the lighting reflected that as long along with the slit in the dress also the opening scene did not match Helga's personality for the rest of the film because she comes in very like sexual and like she's like I came in through the chimney and like all of that and like the rest of the film, her character is very like hard and tough, and like yeah, not at all the same. Maybe it was like to lure him in, sort of thing, and but then after right she like, it. yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. She like cast the fishy line, and he was like, "Yeah, I'm ready. Mm-hmm. I'm good." Yeah, it it might be like they had an initial idea for her. But then partway through the character design, when they had already, like, drafted the scene, they changed? I, I like, would have expected... already did the storyboards. <laughs> yeah, I would have expected that in live action, but, like, that quick of a change in animation is kind of hard. I... Four years of storyboarding yeah. and then you change one scene. <laughs> um, but, yeah, also, from the art one and from the language, like, I've no idea of ancient languages so did anything sound sure familiar to Latin? Made up. okay it was definitely made up i liked yeah. how they included where when milo started speaking he was like oh fuck i've never actually said it out loud before which is definitely <laughs> a thing yeah like speaking yeah. and reading are different skills definitely. and that was nice but then he transitioned into speaking confidently too smoothly and then they're like also we know english oh and i'm right. like they've been in this shell this cave for ten thousand years almost and then they know it. french and english yeah yeah not to mention like that he doesn't necessarily know if their language is phonetic so like how he would know the pronunciations <laughs> Yeah, I mean... That's a really good point, based on the symbols. Although I guess he was referring to some, like, Norse symbols also, but it looked more like Tolkien dwarven runes. But those were also based on, like, Norse, like, Viking alphabets type of thing. So there's, like... Because that was definitely a phonetic phonetic type Mm -hmm. of alphabet. And that talked about the Atlantean Empire. But... It's still, yikes. It's a very, like, Eurocentric world-building thing where it's like, oh, it's a new language that we made up. But it's still a phonetic alphabet because that's the only way we can imagine language from our Western perspective. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Like, how did, like, Latin, as in the Celtic languages, like, mix? Rome took over uh, most of Britain except for Scotland and Ireland and most of Europe and force them to learn Latin and put a lot of Latin speaking people, like the people that would have ran their cities after the Romans lived there probably would have spoken Latin and just um, 
their citizens would have served in the army afterwards after being taken over and so they probably would have learned latin just by being around people and working with them like that so and also german would not have been influenced by latin because german wasn't taken over or germany area wasn't taken over it was by france mostly yeah were they considered like barbarians or something yes Mm -hmm. yeah romans considered anyone that weren't that wasn't a roman barbaric but they thought they could romanize the people that were previously barbaric (laughs) so because in some cases they were extended citizenship so extended citizenship would would that just mean slavery no actually slavery and citizenship is different they would actually be able to like vote and stuff sometimes you can also not everyone equally yeah you can also like go from slave to citizenship because slaves were actually paid in Roman right. society. So. I mean, yeah, it was just hard labor, but still. Yeah. Um, cool. Yeah, I mean, it is a little fantastical to say that, oh, from these runes, we could speak together. And also, we know French, like modern like, French, for some reason. But like it's it so would, cool. It would make sense that he could, like, read it. And then she could speak it, but mm-hmm. neither could do the other since their culture couldn't read uh, the, like, Atlantean. But, like, him being able to just figure out the words based on reading it yeah. alone yeah. is a little different. <laughs> yeah, he did mention that he, like, understood how Atlantean language had, like turned into latin and ancient sumerian and stuff like that so when you know for sure how like languages we do have more texts from like had came from that previous language you can kind of piece together how it would be pronounced but even with like ancient greek a lot of it is kind of like we're guessing they said it like this based on this so there is like some evidence for how to pronounce it but also it is a little bit of an educated guess still yeah yeah and you kind which of walk backwards from today, right? Yeah, which also makes sense why, like, when he was like, how's my accent? She was, like, completely roasting him. And it's <laughs> like, he's literally never actually heard it. There isn't an accent <laughs> that <laughs> yeah. he knows of. I mean, now there's only one dialect of the language. So that's it makes it easier True. for him. Because the rest of their empire assuming they actually had one before they went under sea and did control other regions there's no more dialects because they died yeah he doesn't have to he doesn't have to worry about learning he doesn't have to worry about learning french for seven years and then suddenly having to deal with canadian french and being like the fuck is this yeah if they went up to the surface and then just like went to um Quebec and it was just like what's going on and then they went down to New Orleans and it's like what's going on oh my god they went over to like people started speaking Creole and like like, all of the then all of the different like dialects in Africa was speaking French and like (laughs) yeah heaven forbid the like mixed French with like Vietnamese areas I yeah. imagine that it gets wonky. Yeah. Like an Australian guy speaking French in Vietnam just like <laughs> blows their mind. Yeah, back to the movie. It's fair that Milo could maybe guess at how to pronounce Atlantean stuff, 
but uh, it would be guessing and really weird for Kita and yeah. And, and really weird for him listening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I because was surprised they didn't have him be like, oh, can you say that slower? Please, <laughs> Please. I'm level five on Duolingo. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, art style is cool. Um, the score, uh, the guy who did the score also did um, parts of Treasure Planet. So if you watch those back to back, you can kind of like, they didn't steal some, but he just used some like mm-hmm. crescendos and whatever in the same place, which is cool. It works. Which, I mean, a lot of people who do like music, they do have a tendency to stick to one style Yeah, a lot of the time. So, like, it would make sense that he would have the same patterns. Yeah, I mean, Hans Zimmer made a career out of it. Like, yeah, totally not knocking him. He's crazy good and, you know... Um, you, ever, you ever listen to Black Bill Brides? Every song is the same. Really? Different lyrics. I thought you were about to play Hans Zimmer had a hand in writing Black Veil Brides. Yeah, I was like, wait, I didn't didn't see him on the playbill. Okay. No. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I I just came up with this um, to watch like right at the last minute. Just because I was like, hey, does Disney Plus have a watch party system? And I think they all do now. Mm, yeah. um, I don't know if you had a suggestion for next week or we can just, you know, we make it up could, as we go. Planet and compare. Well, <laughs> we could do Treasure Planet, yeah. I was going to suggest Teen Wolf just because of Michael J. Fox. <laughs> I, I'm kind of warming up to the fact of watching Teen Wolf. I was a little against it last uh, week, but well, you also only knew Teen Wolf from the TV show. Yeah, and I didn't even know the TV show. Or the show. context of the TV show. Yeah. So I maybe. Will say I've watched the film before, and it's actually pretty good, or at yeah. least entertaining, from what I remember. It's been a long time. I was a kid when I watched it, but yeah. Yeah, I guess we have two directions. I think this is the first an- animated movie we watched. Kind of? Maybe? I think so. We've had, like, thoughts of doing, you know, Miyazaki or, Mm -hmm. you know, other kind of classics from our childhood. But I think this is the first one. Yeah, because most of what we do is live action. Yeah, live action horror. Mm Mm-hmm. Or just fucking weird. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's the tagline. If we didn't have to censor everything, that would just be in quotes. Film Society 2021. Yeah, basically. I don't want to be like Portland, you know, I would just like keep keep it weird. Or Nicolas Cage. It's weird or Nicolas Cage. I think those are the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, different types of weird. Okay, so Nicolas Cage's movie comes out in March or February. A new movie? Yeah, he's mm-hmm. doing a new movie. It's 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 kind of like Five Nights at Freddy's. Kind of. He goes to kind of like a Chuck E. Cheese and there's uh, automatons being like, bzz, bzz, I'm going to haunt you in your dreams. 
uh, than they do. Does it have a lot of like bright, like magenta, purple, red colors? Like it has to. His last two films, because <laughs> I know one was like centered uh. around the color thing, but like it's kind of a running streak he has at this point. Willie's Wonderland. Be, yeah, Willie's Wonderland. He needs to be covered in filth because. Does he, he has... do drugs in this film? <laughs> probably. Second requirement. Not on screen, but probably, you know, in between takes. Um, an out of town of an out of towner, Nicolas Cage, has his car put out of action in a mysterious circumstances and has no choice but to work at a rundown entertainment center to pay for the repairs. Little does he know that due to some Satanist shenanigans, he's about to spend the night. <laughs> he's about to spend the night off giant, giant robotic animals who want to swallow his soul. It's released uh, February twelfth. This sounds like an so it's a, like, released Friday. Two thousand three, like. Comma, dra- comedy drama mixed with Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah, I feel like all of his films have some satanic cult thing in it. Satanic shenanigans should not be <laughs> <laughs> a genre, <laughs> but I guess they are. It's it's um, a genre, but it's exclusively filled with Nick Cage films. Right. Um. So the trailer's it, like two minutes long. Yeah, it comes out the 12th, but on what? Does it come to Cedars or does it go straight to... Yeah, I can look it up. Willie's Wonderland. Uh, uh, through video on demand by Screen Media f- uh, Films. <laughs> I guess so. So we'll figure it out, but we need to watch that. I think that's a requirement. Yeah. I mean, it comes out Friday. We'll all go to the theater. No masks. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, I felt like Atlantis also didn't have a lot of like explanation as to whole either how the crystal thing works because uh-huh. he was just like it's powered by feelings, and it's like okay, Grandpa, <laughs> and like it doesn't explain like why Kida's mom died from it, but Kida unbonded from the crystal in time and like a lot of of several things in there that were like kind of small but it was like I feel like it would have made it a much more enriching story or like if they made they could have made a really interesting prequel showing how like Milo's grandpa got the book in Iceland and then like having if it's a prequel that came out afterwards, it'd be interesting to be like, but it's a bad guy, Grandpa Thatch, type of thing. Yeah. Stuff like that. But instead, they're like, it must be an hour and a half. And I, so they're just like, Meh. I think Disney has always kind of um, cut animation short, you know, because it's super expensive. Um, and... I mean, ever since it was hand-drawn, they've been, like, cutting the salaries of the animators. So. If they own everything now, they should be able to afford that. I mean, you know, premiums and taxes and whatever. I don't know. They could definitely, like, release a book or something. I don't know. 
fill in the plot holes. It really deserves it. I I just assumed a lot of things when I was watching it because like Brooke was bringing up questions that I was like, well, it would make sense if they included this, and Brooke was like, mm-hmm. but they didn't include it. <laughs> yeah, it was like it would be an interesting like fan theory, but it wasn't necessarily like actually how they explained it, and I just missed it or something. Yeah, there was a lot of like hard cut to you know um 50 miles down the road in the story like also also like the fact that his like grandpa's friend who was obviously his grandpa's boyfriend like literally just appears out of nowhere and he's never met this man before and like like, if he was such close friends with his grandpa, why didn't Milo meet him? Because Milo was, like, raised by his grandpa. Yeah, exactly. I mean, secret gay lover, but... <laughs> what? Would explain Still. it. Still. And then also, I feel like... Um, uh, me and Chase were talking about this, and Chase had some, like, fair statements to guess about it. But... um. I was like, how come, like, Kida's dad could read and clearly most of the people that were alive at the time of the Great Flood has, like, lived until this point mm-hmm. because they lived for thousands of years since the crystal. But, like, mm-hmm. how come all of the, like, reading was lost and they, like, suddenly didn't know how to use all those weapons? I mean, I guess the weapon thing's fair because it's, like, the king, <laughs> like, um like hid the crystal and was like no more war i fucked up guys big time yeah it was still like i feel like they'd still know how to read probably and like it kind of makes sense that they lost it but it's still like they didn't fully go into that or like how milo and his white crew was able to like swim into there and Mm -hmm. like Kita and her little like scouting group was following them in the <laughs> cave for a bit and like clearly knew their way around those tunnels a bit but they still hadn't developed anything to escape even though they have like magic-ish powers that's that's a lot of good questions Rick I yeah. really don't know how to call out Mr. Disney and yeah you know he's in the cast where is he <laughs> my my explanation <laughs> for specifically the loss of knowledge is that like um it's like similarly to like the crusades when they like burnt literally burned a bunch of like books and stuff Mm -hmm. is like i my assumption is that like after what happened he was just like no more knowledge of this we're not going to talk about the history Mm -hmm. we're not going to read we're not going to use these weapons and we're not going to teach our children how to do it either Mm -hmm. and so when the children grew up they didn't know how to do it but like the older people were still stuck in the like we're not going to teach our children this and that's how they lost the knowledge and the the culture because like a lot when people are afraid of what happened in the past, especially when cultures like don't want to repeat the past. Oftentimes they'll just erase it and pretend it never happened. Mm-hmm. Um, which is similarly to Japan refusing to acknowledge what happened in China yeah. and a lot of other th- shitty things they did. 
um, and, like, other cultures doing similar things. Or, like, America hiding a good chunk of, like, all of the shit with Columbus until Mm -hmm. much more recently. So, like, it would make sense that that knowledge is lost to the younger generations because we don't really see a lot of the older generations. Yeah, I mean, it's that kind of, like, arrogant isolationism where it's just, like, we're going to block out the history because, you know, if it's not passed on through generation, it just never happened. And we can just start over. But then history repeats itself. Mm -hmm. So... I also thought it was interesting that it seems like their culture, like fashion and technology wise, didn't seem to like improve greatly in the 9,000 years of being there. But I was like, it makes sense that they didn't develop like some technological things because they might not have like access to resources because they don't have like trees (laughs) and stuff. It didn't really explain how they have food either with no like sunlight, but- Also, they don't, like, they didn't make cars because they did, like, just have the one city and people in the rest of the world have longer distances to travel. And so it kind of came about by, like, necessity. Yeah. But. Yeah, I guess the city was closed off to only, like, that central temple. So I guess they just, like, ate the crystals until (laughs) 900,000 years passed. Yeah, because there's no way fish got in there either, or very much fish. No, they were they were fishing. Like that's you know in that one. They did have like like fish markets. Yeah, like they were surrounded by lava. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I was saying because they have like waterfalls coming from the edge of the city, but then also around that at the bottom is lava flowing. Yeah, and how does that not just create like a really big buildup of like magma rock? I forget what it's called. But like yeah or <laughs> or just you know too much heat <laughs> you know how does that vent like where, how, where is where's the probably vent? not suffocated yet from yeah. like using all the oxygen i don't know it's the lifestone <laughs> i mean i guess if you have some no that doesn't really like they have I was kind of surprised that, like, the crystals when Kida and Milo went swimming underwater didn't give them, like, an air bubble around their head thing yeah. or something like that. So I yeah. kind of was like, oh, maybe they're really good swimmers because they're, like, fit because the crystal and the crystal lets them breathe underwater. And then it was like, no. Yeah. No, it's just, like, I guess Milo's really good at swimming for some reason. <laughs> Even though he's so scrawny. Literally. <laughs> That's literally what she pointed out to him first is like, you have no muscle and large forehead. All you're good for is book. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why they're Russian, but okay. I think at the beginning of the film, Kita did have a bit more of an accent with the English and it seemed like it tapered off through the film. She dropped it, I think in five seconds when Mole Man yeah. was like, speak French. And she's like, no, I'm not talking to you anymore. <laughs> Yeah, I just wish this film was longer. Because I also feel like Milo and Kita having like a romance also felt kind of forced in a way. So it was like, it was like, there's one seat, they spent one hour together, now kiss (laughs) type of thing. 
Yeah. I don't know. Because, like, they literally, like, the only... The only thing they had is that he could read. And she was like, wow, that's amazing. And then he told her their history. But, like, that's... That's That was their bonding moment. (laughs) I'd I'd fall for someone if it was, you know, they discovered my own culture. Nothing like a white man telling you how (laughs) your own own culture is. Yeah, I was going to say. Also, how did she know where that like those ruins were underwater like why would she swim so far having to hold her breath regularly to be immediately like you can read this shit i found this thing let's go do it type of thing like yeah i think if you're 900 years old you discover some stuff so right you probably i've climbed to the highest highest tip of the temple i've swam to the low steps right especially because it's not a big city like you're gonna run out of things to do. But how did they yeah, have to get help? <laughs> <laughs> it's like the like button meme where it's like you're immortal, but you have mm-hmm. to live in one city forever, and it's not super big or anything. Yeah, I don't know. It's pretty cool. I-, I think if you don't dissect it for however long we've been talking, it holds up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because there are, like, magic rules within this universe is also super loosey-goosey, so you could just be like, "Mm, magic, and then move on. They explain all the creatures with technology, like the the Leviathan and then the weird centipede-looking thing when they made it to the- when they went the wrong direction. Mm -hmm. Like, all of those were mechanical things, yeah, was was someone driving that and it went rogue or was that just programmed kind of like the temple people to protect the city or Or did it have a crystal that is its own consciousness? Yeah, and it went like, you know, it went bad cuz it was so cut off from the I don't know. <laughs> and then like they have these super complex mechanical creatures living underwater for 10,000 years almost, Mm -hmm. unmaintained, still fully functional, and then there's no signs of the same technologies being used in smaller ways in the city. Like, they don't have watches, which would probably still be, like, similar, like, gears and cogs, maybe, in the big things. Yeah. I don't know. Like, cogs. (laughs) The closest they have is the, like, flying machines that they don't even know how to use until Milo's like, oh, this is how you use it. Yeah. Because I can read the instructions yeah. on the pad. Yeah. It really seems like the story follows, like, the kind of stereotypical, like, these indigenous peoples are savages and don't know X, Y, and Z. But it's, like, trying to not be that and be, like, the white man is bad type of thing. But it's, right. like, they didn't, like, think about their Western perspectives and perspectives as white people while making it they didn't do enough critical thinking before they, just making it like that because it's got a lot of mixed bags it's like these indigenous people aren't stupid they have the leviathan and stuff mm-hmm. and then it's also like like the stereotype of these savages only wear like bikinis and like the men wear like towels around their waists basically. yeah it's still pocahontas in nature yeah. Yeah. and like 
they have the like evil white man, but they also have the white man savior. The John Smith, yeah. White savior complex, bitch. Um, another weird thing. I know that movies take a long time to make, and sometimes, like some scenes correspond. Um, but so Star Wars Episode One came out in 1999, and Atlantis came out in 2001. But they do have a similar scene where they're going through the water, and a big creature is just lurking around and it attacks the ship. Cause maybe one or two wee little bitty accidentes, huh? You'd say, boom the gasser, then crash into Buster's head liver, then vanished. You guys remember that in in the yeah. episode one of Star Wars? They're going no. to Jar Jar Binks' uh, like hometown, Atlantis, probably. It's been a hot minute since I watched it, but I know what you're talking about. It just popped in my I'm head. I'm be like, honest, I remember it mostly from Lego Star Wars. On that's, movie. that's fine. I, yeah, Our it's the same plot. Yeah. Um, that's pretty weird. I, I think that's also like a, a trope is like if you're going through the water, especially if you're going in deep depths of the water, yeah. it's or on like an alien planet or something. Yeah. yeah. It's it's like there's something there that could hurt you. It's like it's one of those like fears, like the fear of walking in the dark mm-hmm. is there's something there. Mm-hmm. And so tropes in movies and stories will like play on that. Yeah. specifically it's the ultimate you know jaws move you know yeah. something's up there thanks guys for imparting your knowledge on greco-roman <laughs> language and culture and art that's cool i'm taking all those classes this semester so i'm like i just learned this and stuff oh that's cool it's nice that you can apply your you know four majors to something <laughs> actually i dropped it down to two now Thank you. <laughs> Gosh, I was worried. Um, Me too. <laughs> cool. Well, meet back here next week or the week after that. Doesn't matter. We all know we'll be back here next week. <laughs> all right. Have a good night, guys. Bye. Bye.